the history of football we knows about And we want to expand what we know We'll become such intelligent gentry With every kick-to-kick show Beginning in the time 1870s Right through to the modern day Tune in for Timmy Coops and the Kazman To hear what they all have to say Welcome to another special episode of the Kick to Kick podcast. Um, <laughs> that it is. That's special. a real. It is. Now this is. No, uh, that's a real love song dedication yes. voice, isn't it? Yeah. Now, TV shows do this all the time, where they'll have like a filler of you know, the flashback episodes. Yes. Yeah. This is our version of a flashback episode. If you like me and you you, you don't really like flashback episodes, feel free to skip it. Absolutely. Um, but what we thought we might do is is have a bit of a reminisce about some of our more memorable interviews we've done. This is a real meta because we're having flashbacks of flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So every you know, every episode we talk to the different grand final captains using our way back when machine. Mm. Um, we thought we might have a bit of a discussion about the best ones we've done and then mm. play some of those. It's incredible that more people haven't asked to use our way back when machine and speak to people from the I past. Know. I mean look like when we found like when we when it's we found incredible it, technology. When we were digging through you know, the back the, the rubbish dump at the back of the MCG and you came across it, I couldn't it was, believe it. I can't believe they chucked it out. No, a direct well, link to that phone. Yeah. Crazy. And sometimes the Junction Oval phone and the Princess Park phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the wires always yeah, they get, get, they to get the right get spot. Crossed, yeah. But that's, yeah, they get us to the right spot. That's it's um, amazing. What, it's what amazing. else is capable of? But I'm gonna, guys, I'm going to take you back all the way to our 1897 episode, our very <gasps> first episode, which we did re-record. Oh, no. um, the very first player we spoke to was... This is when uh, I didn't know the format of the George show. George Stuckey. Oh, yes. Oh, we spoke to George Stuckey, who was more than happy to talk to us. Um, about Essendon's big win that year. Um, let's go back and have a quick listen to that. A very upstanding uh, fellow. George, are you there? Ahoy, fellas. Uh, yes, I can hear you. <laughs> Fantastic. We got this guy. What a fabulous three weeks you've just had, George. How are you feeling? Oh, it has been a fabulous three weeks. You're right, fellas. However, for us here at Essendon, we feel like it's been a fabulous year. A year we won't forget. Our first year in the VFL, our first premiership, it was just a very enjoyable time. So realistic. <laughs> um, and especially a great year for you, George. You also won the store gift in Easter. Oh, well, yes. I suppose I have been keeping myself in good nick for the football season. And you know I enjoy cricket and other sports sprinting is another one of those pursuits so I was lucky enough to win that too uh, what was it like playing in the VFL this year as, to po- as opposed to the VFA? Well, to be honest, uh, we came into the season thinking that it would just be like any other. However, the new rules made it a different experience, especially round one with the push-in-the-back rules scrapped. But I must admit it was different playing in a season, knowing there would be a final game and the winner would be decided from that. So that was definitely exciting. Yeah, look, an even, very even third quarter, but you had that decisive last quarter that really earned you the win. Well, that's the story of the game in a nutshell, isn't it? Uh, we overwhelmed the Collingwood team, adding five goals. They could only add points, of course. Pathetic. Norm War was just great. He kicked four goals for us. And that left uh, one game against Melbourne. Uh, you knew you had the premiership pretty much sewn up by well, then. Well, of course, because we were playing Melbourne, of course, and uh, we knew it would be ours if we stayed the course. Uh, we just needed to play the game. <laughs> uh, and that last quarter was another slog, but the, uh, the bell rang signal that you'd won the premiership. Uh, what was the feeling like? Well, joy. Joy is how I would describe it. 
Uh, we were very happy we could win that game and win the Premiership. I, of course, was injured. I was shouting from the sidelines, cheering them on just as loud as the fans were. Yay! <laughs> um, what do you put the Premiership year down to, George? Well, probably the team's evenness, experience... Look, the boys just got out there a game at a time. Uh, we have uh, quite a few players who were here for the glory years in the early 90s, having players with that experience and toughness was always best in the hardest of games. Fantastic. Well, George, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We greatly appreciate uh, it. The pleasure is mine, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, George. Um, Charlie, what have been some of your more memorable? Oh, do you know who I love talking to... Um Sid Coventry, four years ago. That was, that yeah. was pretty incredible. I mean, he was a little bit... Um, he was a little bit terse, a little bit quiet. Yeah, I remember when we asked him about Footscray. Like he, yes. He, went to Footscray, he was yes. like, don't ask me about that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want, to, didn't want to talk too much. A bit reserved, but uh, <laughs> but nice to talk to him four years in a row. Wasn't yeah. it? Definitely. Yeah. He, someone, got, he really got used to it. Yeah, he did, he did. Yeah. He created a sort of bomb. Um, well done and welcome Brownlow medalist and now Premiership captain Sid Coventry. Let's get straight in there. Now, after seven grand final defeats, Collingwood are finally premiers again. It must be a relief. Oh, yeah, look, it's a great feeling. It's been our goal. We've, um, we've had a resolve this season to play together and, and win a flag, and, and we did. So your first year as captain, Sid, a um, huge success. If we go back to the start of the season, you came to the captaincy in somewhat controversial circumstances. Um, it, we're here to celebrate and uh, not to be t- time to be bringing up the past. Let's leave it as it is. Thanks. Yeah, over it was, Sid. And look, I believe Collingwood actually scored their lowest score in something like 17-odd years. Look, who knows and who cares? We still won a premiership with that score and that's all that matters. <laughs> the bell rang and the supporters rushed the ground. Uh, you all seem delirious. Oh, look, we were exhausted but content. There was a lot of handshaking and backpatting and even a few kisses. <laughs> and then uh, that bagpipe band again appeared to play us off. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, look, now, quickly, before we talk about uh, today, Sid, I just wanted to ask you about the start of the year and the potential move to Footscray. Look, fellas, all I'm going to say about this is I was really keen on a coaching job and there was one there, but as soon as the deal fell through, I was more than happy to be staying in the black and the white. Absolutely, Sid. It was obvi- it obviously worked out well. Yeah, it certainly did, boys. It did. Now, this year, 1930, wasn't quite as dominant as your previous season. Did you feel as though the team was slowing down? Oh, look, uh, slowing down is probably not the way I'd put it, but it definitely was a bit harder. We were carrying a few injuries across the year, and that target on our back just kept getting bigger every time we won. Mm. Uh, look, they said we were slowing down in the papers, but I think the other teams were just speeding up. Well, again, thanks, mate. Um, Thanks for the time, and honestly, Sid, um, do you think there's another one? Can we talk to you again next year? Hey, <laughs> isn't four enough, fellas. Look, we, we're absolutely sure we'll keep on trying, but look, I better go. Um, Arthur Coglin, the captain of the Cats, has just get, managed to get in here. Well done again, Sid. Uh, enjoy it, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, uh, there was someone also we spoke to, um, interesting character. They, they um, weren't quite with it. They were a yes. little bit spaced out. Oh, was that Bob Chitty? That uh, was Bob oh, Chitty. That was, a, that was a great one. He... Yeah, he had no idea where he was or what was going on. I think yeah. they, someone else had to take the, the phone off That's him. right. Who's he? Yeah, yeah, that was great. I enjoyed that a he lot. He handed it over. Let's, let's have a listen to that one. Hey, Bob, uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, thanks for talking to us after such a big game. Uh, hey, nice to talk to you. Big game. Yeah. How, Bob, how are you feeling? Yeah, fine, thanks. 
who is this? Uh, Bob, it's the Kick to Kick to team. Uh, we, we just wanted to check in with you after yeah. the game and see how you're going. Yeah, 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 good. Yeah, uh, looking to the grand final now. Um, you, Bob, Bob, you, you just won the grand final? We did. That's great. Hang on. Uh, who am I talking to? Um, Bob, how did, tell us about what happened with Ron Clegg. Um, Cleggster. Uh, well, hell of a bloke. Um, was he playing today? Um, <laughs> yeah, can you tell us a bit about what Perce Bentley said before the game? Well, Perce, you know what he's like. Uh, well, I caught up with him, I think, uh, last week it was. Uh, so he was playing too? Hey, we, 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 he would have been fantastic. Bob, what, what do you think is going to happen at the tribunal? Do you think, you go, uh, do you think your number was taken? Yes. Um, for, <laughs> for what? I, I can't exactly say right now. I probably... Probably laid out somebody at some stage. That's all part of the who, game, there. Bob, who who do you think was best on ground? Well, uh, I mean, we had Fothergill gliding along there, did we? So uh, did I see him out there? I think I think last week you saw Fothergill. <laughs> last last week I think you actually laid him out. <laughs> well, well, it obviously didn't do it hard enough, then, did it? Um, Bob, do, do you remember anything about Laurie Nash's hit on you in the last quarter? Well, uh, he was talking up a big game. And uh, he said he said he was coming for somebody, and uh, it must have been a good hit because I didn't feel anything. <laughs> All right, Bob. Uh, um, uh, any chance uh, you could have passed the phone over to somebody else, mate? Uh, who would you like me to pass that? Uh, over? Whoever, whoever. Well, uh, sorry to say, we've got a lot of dignitaries here at this game. I'll see if I can find one in the crowd for you. You want to see? You want to talk to the prime minister? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great, Bob. Okay, just give me oh, give me a sec. Um, now, if you remember our 1901 episode, good good year for Bomber supporters. Oh. Um, we, we were chatting to the S and the captain that year, and oh, who, yes. should, who should interrupt? Albert Thurgood. That's right. He completely took over that interview, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that was great. He took it over. He just like it was all about him. He took over just <laughs> like he did in the forward line. He did. Uh. Al, the, the arrogance. The yes. arrogance <laughs> of Thurgood. Um, but it didn't surprise me, and it was quite a quite a fun chat in the end. Yeah, it certainly was. I'll uh, um, not not as far as arrogance, but taking over. Jonathan Brown does it so well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely um, man. Beat South Carlton and Geelong. Many people had the premiership down as yours to lose. Well, those games did give us a lot of confidence. But you needed to get over perennial grand finalist Fitzroy. Did they hold any fear for you? No, look, I shouldn't think so. It was quite the controversial game in the end, though, wasn't it? No, back, back here. So like, we're having the conversation here. Yeah, OK. Uh, who are you talking to? Uh, the, the boys from Kick to Kick. Go, just... Give it to me. No, 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 I'm the captain. But, I, but I'm the star. Just give it to me. <laughs> Hello there, boys. Hello, who is this? Lads, this is the star of the competition, the one and only Albert the Great. Albert Thurgood. What a great surprise this is. Well, boys, you couldn't talk about today's game without talking to me, the champion of the season. Albert, it's an honour. We were just uh, talking to Todd about the game last week against Fitzroy. It was a controversial game, and you were involved in the controversy. Was I? Well, it was incredible passage of play. You took a grand high mark, kicked it forward, chased your own kick, won it back again. And kicked a truly magnificent goal. Yes, I remember the goal well. But was it a goal? No doubt. Some thought it grazed the post. Even your teammates were ready to kick it back in. And then to everyone's surprise, the umpire raised his two flags to signal a goal. 
A player with a skill and talent such as me knows when he kicks goals and when he kicks points. I kicked five of our team's goals that day, every one of them a contender for goal of the year. You can say, boys, I single-handedly won the game for us. Yes, well, the winning goal was kicked by Jimmy Larkin. True, but who shepherded the ball through the goals? You did, Albert. Putting us into the grand final. Yes, let's talk about the grand final. The team started fast and hard with three goals, three goals straight. Uh, but you were held by the Pies defender, Ladi Tullock. Well held. Never in my life has an opponent had me well held. I was in the game from the get-go. You would have seen my hands working pretty hard to give handballs and bring my teammates into the game. It's called selflessness, lads. Every time the Pies tried to attack, they seemed to bring Hugh Gavin into the game. He is a real champion, isn't he? Hugh and I really did work hard in defence. I'll tell you what, boys. If I weren't so fit... I'd be exhausted from running all over the ground, saving us in defence. Winning the ball in the middle, pinpointing the perfect passes to our forwards. But weren't you... And did you see my goal in the second quarter, boys? Ho, 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 what a perler. I took the mark, a splendid mark if I must say so, and I waited until the wind was just right. And then I launched the ball and it went right through the middle of the sticks. Another perfect kick. So would and my you... other two goals, let me tell you shortly after my first goal. Old George Stuckey. An old friend and supporter of mine passed the ball to me. And with my strong, powerful hands, I took the ball, wheeled around and went bang, straight through the middle. Another spectacular goal. And then my third goal in a row came in the... And then my third goal in a row came in the final quarter. Jack McKenzie passed the ball to me and I easily outsmarted my opponent. And with my sweep in right foot, kicked my third in a row, sealing the premiership for the mighty Essendon Football Club. A big win in the end? Well, lads, if you look at the scores, I kicked three goals. Colin will kick two and a handful of points. You could say that I beat them myself. Albert the Great, three. Colin would, two. Dare we ask you who the best player for the day was? Boys, come on. Me, of course. And apart from you? Well, like I said, I worked hard with Hugh Gavin in the forward line, but he didn't outscore the opposition by himself, did he? No, that's true. So, Albert, it's been so nice... And let me tell you all about the early 1890s. No, Albert, we need to go. Come now, lads. Listen as I regale you with stories of your... The winning goal I kicked against. Albert... Or the time I single-handedly introduced football to Western Australia. Albert, that's clearly not true. Boys. Sorry. No, 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 come on. Now, any other stand-up for you guys? I can think of part where there was a fight in one episode. Oh, that's yes. right. What 1924. Was that? Yeah, another Essendon Premiership year. Um, yes. But that was the year there was a... Um, it was round robin, so there wasn't the grand final. We just spoke to them after that Richmond game. That's right, and they were so there were a few upset characters in well, there. Well, yeah, we have we we got it, but we heard what was happening in the background. Yeah. There's lots of yelling and some chairs. Yeah. I think chairs were thrown. Yeah, yeah, thrown around, thrown, absolutely. Yeah. And um, then it just went. It just it just died. Up, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Well, hopefully they're all right. Well, there's always that speculation that they they took a bribe. No, nothing was ever <laughs> substantiated, substantiated. But I can understand why they're so upset. Yeah. God, that was just mm. it was. Next week you play uh, in the charity game for Dame Nelly Melba. Um, fantastic voice, by the way. Um, against Footscray. How do you think the players will take that game? Yes, uh, look, the boys know the importance of this. And... Settle down! Yes, sorry, sorry, boys. Uh, uh, what, right? was, what was the next question? Uh, everything good over there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, uh, this might be a good point to ask. What what are the uh, rumours of disharmony within the club? Yes, uh, uh, dis- disharmony. Did you say? Uh, look, yeah. newspapers will uh, say anything to try and sell their their work, and uh, I think a lot of people. Uh... Oh, put in a bit more. See, 
Sid, what happened? Oh. I've got another one here uh, that you might remember was um, we were interviewing Dick Reynolds and we heard yes, Jack, Jack Dyer run into the rooms. Stormed into the rooms and claimed, you know, we should have won we it. We should have had it, yeah. Mm. We'll get you next year. Yeah, which they That's did. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. to storm in and say you didn't deserve it. Yeah, they lost by, what, six, seven goals? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. That was a goodie. Uh, look, so uh, last bit of stuff from us here, Dick. Um, three-time Brownlow winner, uh, now premiership coach, premiership captain, and I'm going to say it because I know you won't, best player on the yes. ground today. Dick, <laughs> Dick, where does today rank for you? Uh, look, um, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Whopper Lane there, six goals, six. Um, oh, come but, on, now. And, and you know I don't like to take the credit, but, yeah, look, um, thanks, guys. When you put it all together like that, it's a bit much, isn't it? Today is, is the best, no exception. Look, the Brownlow means a lot, it means a lot and uh, being able to win it more than once was unbelievable, but nothing comes close to the feeling of winning a premiership. Uh, just hang on a minute, guys. Jack Dyer's just uh, just hit the rooms. You could laugh. My players are over there crying. They can't taste their beer. They hate your guts and you're all here laughing. Well, enjoy it. Because next year, I'll be waiting over there for you, Reynolds, and it'll be your turn to cry. I'm congratulating you now, but I don't mean a word of it. We were beaten by seven goals. We should have won. Uh, uh, Dick, Dick, are you, are you still there? Can you, can you hear us? Yeah, guys, I'm going to have to leave it there. I'll hopefully speak to you again another time. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Dick. Uh, Congratulations again. Congratulations. Now, and um, more recently, we were lucky enough to catch Jock McHale's last words. That's right. He jumped up and spoke at the end of the 1953 grand final. You know, we were chatting to Lou Richards. Yeah. He was a bit prickly as well, Lou, but... He hung up and we were able to, to hear... Yeah, what, he just left John, it, left yeah. us on. Yeah, which was great. Which was great to hear that, yeah. Oh, well, mate, thanks so much for the talk. We'll let you get back to it. Oh, thanks, all. Oh, wait a minute. Jock, jump up on the bench to speak to us. Here, I'll leave the phone off the hook so you can listen in. A bit of order. I just want to make an announcement. Listen. Order. Mr. Jack Stewart, a great friend of Mr. Wren, Mr. Wren told him to come down and tell me personally to give the players 500 pounds. I've never been through a season in my life as I have this season, particularly today. It has been the most thrilling season that I have ever had with the Collingwood team. Although I'm not coach, I'm only helping out giving a bit of guidance. It's the most thrilling feeling I've had in all the premierships. I've never been so much worked up as I have this season to get into the four, and for more reasons than one, to win the premiership for Fonsie Kine and all the players connected to the Collingwood Football Club and our worthy president and our committee. Um, and then I don't know if you remember this one, but back in 1921, we uh, we spoke to Dan Minogue. That's right. And he just did not want to talk about the way he yeah, left why Collingwood. Yeah, why he left Collingwood. That's right. He was, yeah. He Every was, time we tried to bring it up, he's like, no, nah, uh, I don't want to talk the, about changed it. changed the subject, mm. he was, didn't he? He was, he was prickly. Talk, you talk yes. about Coventry, I think. Well, Minogue we got, was even more prickly. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We obviously haven't gotten to the bottom of what's going on there. 
No. Oh, there were right. a few of those moments, weren't there? Yeah. Especially because we're coming at it with a lot more information than the guys have on the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, we know a bit more about what happened. Mm. And another Richmond and Collingwood grand final, mate. Yeah, it's, it's what it's like it's meant to be. Well, let's very quickly talk about that. Uh, you were a Collingwood captain, left for the war, and the club promised you a parade when you came back, uh, and deservedly too. Uh, but you came back and decided to play for Richmond. Yes. Um, can we ask why? Look, gents, I uh, don't really want to get into it right now, but uh, I'm here to talk about today's game. Yeah, no, no fair enough. Uh, so, captain and coach of the, this premiership team, it must be a very amazing feeling to uh, lead the boys to victory today. Yeah, it really is, especially after sitting out last year and fighting in the Great War. It's been really satisfying to just get back to playing football and leading this great club to victory. You're a pretty popular captain as well. We hear that all the boys at the club love you. It's a great club to be at. Uh, the club uh, has embraced me and given me a lot of trust to steer us in towards victory. Ah, oh, great. Uh, and it was your first game player in Billy James who kicked that sealer. Yeah, when he kicked that goal, I, I finally knew... We'd, we'd won it. Yeah, and the fans did as well. They went absolutely wild at that stage. Yeah, they certainly did. They've been to all, all our training sessions this year and, and last year and we just couldn't quite win it. So today to win for them was splendid. One of the fans we heard um, that was at the game today was none other than the creator of Sherlock Holmes, Sir, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, did you happen to meet him? No, I didn't, but... Uh, Hope he was cheering for our boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be sure. Best players from your perspective? We had a lad from Swan Hill named Andrew Hislop, rejected by both Collingwood and Melbourne, who was just outstanding today. We gave him the job on uh, Harry Curtis, and he did a great job in quelling his influence, and he never really gave him a chance. And so we hear that your big man, Barney Herbert, likes to celebrate in rather unorthodox ways. What does he have in store for you tonight? Yeah, we'd cat that one. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what he had in mind. There were some whisperings that he'd bought some crayfish, but <laughs> I know one thing for sure. We'll be heading towards Richmond Town Hall to celebrate with our faithful fans. Oh, well, that certainly sounds like an interesting way to celebrate. All the best. Thanks, boys, and guess what? 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 We ate him alive. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so... Thank you for tuning in. We've got, I've got one little surprise for listeners out there. Ooh. One interview we've never actually aired. Um, we got to chat to one of the founding fathers, Henry Harrison. That's right. We, we certainly um, did. Yeah, we presented to the hist- historians and we live on air, we spoke to Henry Harrison. Which was incredible. Yeah, and we managed to cap- We recorded that just for future use and, and this is the future. So um, in, sit back now and enjoy the, uh, the last of these interviews, but uh, a never-before-heard be never interview. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and uh, look, hang, look out for our next episode. It'll be coming out soon, 1955. Ahoy, hoy, this is the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Um, hello, who, who is this? My name, sir, is Henry Colin Antle Harrison. Henry Harrison? Ah. Not, not the Henry Harrison, the father of Australian rules football. <laughs> ah, one of the same chaps. And who might I ask are you? Um, Henry, you're not, you're not going to believe this, but I'm actually calling you from the future. Oh, the future? Hmm. Like something out of a Jules Verne novel. Yeah, that, that's a good way to think about it, Henry. Uh, can you tell us when and where you are? Well, as I said when I answered the phone, I'm currently standing in the magnificent Melbourne Cricket Ground. It is the 2nd of May, 1925, round one. We are just getting ready for a Melbourne to play St Kilda. Oh, amazing. How do you think the D's will go today? The who? Oh, sorry, Henry. Uh, the the Fuchsias. Uh, Melbourne's known as the Demons. Uh, 
in the future? Oh yes, the futures we call them. And they should put on a, a good showing today with Ivor Warren Smith back in the side. I really like the way he goes about it. I think with him they can kick a score that will put us over the top of St Kilda. So, may I ask who you are? Um, certainly, Henry. We are um, part of a podcast, which I guess is a little bit like a radio show um, that you listen to, and the topic of our show is on the history of the game that you helped invent. Oh, how lovely. So tell me then, future boys, a Melbourne on the up and up, how are they going now? Um, <laughs> great. Uh, no, Henry, it's been, a, it's been an interesting uh, couple of decades, but we're definitely back on the up and up now. Uh, it hasn't been pretty since uh, 64, but yeah, we've, had a, we've had a few ups, you know, it's been alright. Yeah. Um, but we've got a question for you, Henry. Uh, if it's 25, it means the league's just expanded. How do you feel about the expansion? Oh, I think it's absolutely marvellous. I was there when there was only a handful of clubs. I watched the sport blossom in the 1870s. The game has really plumped for us all. So with the addition of these three wonderful clubs into the league, it is just great and only going to make a league stronger and more enjoyable. Tell me, boys, how many teams are there in the future? Um, actually, Henry, you're going to be pretty impressed, I think, about what's happening now. <laughs> I wonder if perhaps Paran are finally in. <laughs> well, uh, it's grown much bigger than that, Henry. Uh, there's now teams in Perth, in Adelaide, in Brisbane and Sydney. Um, how does that make you feel, knowing that the foundation... Uh, that you founded this amazing game. The, uh, you know, the simple set of rules that you set down all those years ago has had such an impact on so many people. Ah, oh, well, yes, that is wonderful to know. <laughs> uh, excuse me again for asking, but who am I speaking to? Um, look, Henry, we're trying to preserve the history of the game. Have you spoken about Dick Lee? Oh, absolutely. Dick Lee's a champion. We wouldn't be doing the past justice if we didn't mention the champion forward at the time. Uh, tell us, Henry, uh, who are your favourite players that you've watched since the league began? Ah, oh, well, what a jolly good question. I suppose I've quite enjoyed Fred McInnes, probably because he played for Melbourne Football Club. Hmm, let me think. Albert Thurgood, he was a truly gifted athlete. The Belcher boys were great in the air, and I always enjoyed watching champions like Vic Cumberland, Tracker Young and Mick McGrace go at it. Hmm, Though, did I tell you that they remind me of when I used to play back in my day? Tough. Fair, having a crack year after year. Hmm. Hey, tell me, boys, what's a game like these days? Oh, uh, that is. Well, unfortunately, Henry, it's kind of lost a lot of its brutality. Um, <laughs> it's quite over umpired, uh, fast paced, and it's now uh, football's now a full time job, in fact. Um, and so, Henry, with that, just before we let you go, we just want to thank you for your contribution to our great game, but also to let you know that there are people like us and our people in the room before you. Uh, this tonight entirely worked to preserve this great game. Oh, that is wonderful. I should have liked to write a detailed account of its history and recall the doughy deeds of various brilliant players, including the ones just mentioned, but I'm very content to know that there are people like you out there who are enthusiastic, able and... Um, Henry, if you could uh, talk to any of the players and say, what, what would you tell them? Hmm, that's a really good question. I'd tell them to love the game the way I do. You know that I love being here at the MCG. Every groundsman, official and member, they're a friend of mine on game days. As I'm about to do, I love to loiter in the dressing rooms as the teams prepare. I just love the reek of the training oil and perspiration. Oh, it's like the smell of powder to a war horse, you could say. But as to what I would say to them, I would tell them to play the game and to remember that football is 
again. Oh, well, thanks so much for picking up the phone, Henry. It's an, been an absolute pleasure yeah, to talk gen- to you. Uh, take care and uh, go Dees. I mean, uh, Fuchsias, I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you very much, Ditch. Thanks very much. Uh, goodbye. To find out more about the Kick to Kick team and the sources we use, visit our website, www.kicktokickpodcast.com. You can contact us via email at kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram under at kicktokickpod. Thanks so much for listening.